Welcome back to the Scoop College of Basketball podcast presented by Hoop Scoop Media. I'm your host for today, Austin Getty, joined by Kyle Kerr, and we have an entertaining episode ahead of you guys. We are going to discuss the portal happenings of last week as there are still many stuff happening in that regard. Also going to touch on some high school commitments. Also going to talk about Peach Jam because that has been a big event going for recruiting Probably the the biggest recruiting event of the year. Now is the time for all the live events, especially Beach Jam, which is like the only free one to watch, apparently, and it's the best one. So it's a win-win. And then for our main segment, you could say, of the podcast, we are going to be talking about some of our breakout players for next year, guys that will have significant jumps in production, efficiency, all that stuff, and will contribute to winning in 2023-24. But before we get started, give us a follow at Hoopscoo Media on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow us on Threads, apparently. That's uh, if anyone's into that. I created an account. I haven't posted anything yet. But yeah, I guess we'll just, we'll just see how popular it becomes. It seems like a lot of people are starting to get on it. Still personally prefer Twitter. I think Twitter has some nice features, such as like the trending page that I don't think are on Threads yet. But yeah, give us a follow on all those platforms. Give us a five-star rating if you would feel so inclined to on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave some nice comments if you wish. But now we will get into the actual content of the podcast with the portal, as I previously mentioned. it is it, Stuff is still happening in a portal, and a lot of that is because the West Virginia, they had like three guys transfer out that we will get to. But the first commit I want to touch on is Paul Mulcahy, who committed to Washington, uh, played at Rutgers, is a uh, like a 6'6 point guard. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this pickup, Kyle? Um, you know, it's an intriguing fit. Um, you know, he's been tied to Washington for a good week or two, so kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the fit. I, I posted something about it. Um yeah, what happens here is, you know, is what happens is the Washington with their, you know, the their layout of their rosters the last couple of years, it just it seems like the same issue. Um, and it's just a lack of shooting. Um I just don't you know, they had a Cole Bajima last year, um, you know, who was a good shooter, I guess. But now he's gone. Um, now you replace it with Calmies, you got Yates, um, you got a bunch of other guys. Moses, Moses Wood can shoot. Moses Wood, yeah, not true. Uh, but the thing is, is him being really your only willing outside shooter um, when it comes to your lineup and really the only guy can hit at a pretty efficient clip. Like Mulcahy is a pass-first guy. Like he, he definitely wants to get guys involved. And they already have someone like that in Severe. You know, they just need somebody who... And they also really lack that number one option. Like, now I'm thinking about I it. Think, like, he, I think Keon Brooks can be a number one guy. I mean, he averaged like 18 last year. Is he back? I believe so. I was looking through roster previews. I wasn't sure. But no, yeah, if he's back, okay. Yeah, he's your number one for sure. Uh, still, I think, you know, shooting-wise, they, they, they need to be better. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, if Keon's back, I guess I like it a little more than I did. But 
still. I mean, it's a Mike Hopkins team, so. Yeah, I, I like Mulcahy in general. Like, I think he's a good player, but I just, I mean, obviously he went here because of NIL. That's kind of been the word, but I I just, I, I don't like this fit at all, especially when you already have Severe Wheeler, because you can't play any, you can't play them together, can you? It would be really tough. Like, I know yeah. you like the two-point guard thing, but, like... But in not this, in this situation. Not in this situation, exactly. Like, if you want that to work, you need really good shooting around them. And both of them really can't shoot. And really, the only guy around them who can shoot is Moses Wood. Like, outside of that, um, you gotta... Don't they still have Nafali Dante and... Uh, no, he's at Oregon. You're probably thinking of Frank Hepnang. Yeah, yes. so they have him, and then... Uh, who is there? Who would be there starting for Keon? Yeah. Keon. So, um, no. When it comes to, like shooting around them, I'm just not sure they have enough. Yeah, yeah. You there's just like you can't really play two point guards that can't really do anything besides pass on the floor at the same time. So we will see how that works because I like the talent on this team. Like in a vacuum, like there's it's a talented some. team, but I just don't buy that they're actually gonna turn that talent into wins. And the next transfer that we talk about that will likely contribute to some wins because we are both high in this team is Joe Toussaint going to Texas Tech. Seemed like he might have been going to Kansas State, but the rumors were that the NIL money at the end won out, and Mr. Toussaint is headed to Lubbock. Um, I I like this because Toussaint seems like a Grant McCaslin player, can really defend, really like more of a glue guy point guard that, that should fit well with uh, Pop Isaacs as uh, two guys who can handle the ball. Isaacs can really score the ball. Toussaint brings more on the defensive end. Not an efficient uh, shooter, Toussaint. But what are your thoughts about uh, this pickup? I actually love this. Um, You know, obviously Chance was the guy who was starting, but I think, you know, obviously there's worry that, you know, is he going to translate in the defensive end? Um, and now you can put him in like six man role where, you know, you get really good shooting off the bench. Um, you can pair Toussaint, uh, who's a, per- a pretty good uh, defensive wing, uh, can handle the ball. I think he's a pretty solid pairing next to Isaac, can distribute enough, get Isaac his looks. Um, so uh, you can probably play Isaac more as a two now, Toussaint. Um, if you wanted to, uh, with chance, you probably were gonna have to play Isaacs at, at the one because you yeah. Know, I mean, I mean, they could they could both handle the ball, but Isaac should probably be more the yeah primary one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, definitely now you can put Isaacs in an off ball scenario if you want to. Uh, just just a lot more flexibility of what you could do with Isaacs, and you get uh, you know, some added depth with moving Chance to the bench. So. Yeah, yeah, this team is going to be awesome on defense. They are. <laughs> Off- offense could be an experiment, but I kind of trust Grant McCaslin teams to figure out enough on offense that the uh, mm-hmm. defense will get them by. Another West, West Virginia transfer that also seemed like they were going to K-State at one time is Mohamed Wegu. Um, yeah, he's going to Alabama, though. And, I mean, w- we probably don't have much to say about this because it's more like a... It's more. It's more of a death piece. It's more of a death piece, and Alabama needed a big man. So I really like this pickup because it's exactly. It feels exactly what they needed. Yeah, they're filling out their front court. They have Stevenson who reclassed. They have him now. Just um, adding more bodies. 
So, yeah, no, the front court's becoming less and less of an issue. So that's good. And Oates was definitely uh, filled that void. Yes, another Western big man that made his decision recently was James Oconquo, who committed to North Carolina yesterday. This is another time where I like it because he needed like a backup big man. Oconquo was playing a lot during the end of the year. I saw a few West Virginia games. Um, and, yeah, I, I also like his potential. He was super young. He was like in 2023 but somehow reclassed up to 2021, so he still has a lot of room to grow and should be a pretty serviceable backup center for the Tar Heels. Definitely. Uh, you know, when it comes to Baycott needing a backup if he gets a foul trouble, um, I think that's, you know, one of the best backups in the ACC. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a really good pickup for them. Yeah, an- another team just needed guys in general, Texas, and they got a guy. They got Ethiel Horton, who will be a pretty good bench piece for them. I, I probably have him coming off the bench, but yeah, he was like a yeah. serviceable starter for a pretty decent UCF team. He can shoot pretty decently, and I mean, at, at this point, you can take who you get, and if at this point, if Ethiel Horton is available, you definitely take him. Yeah, no, I'm surprised it lasts this long for him to still be on the board. Um, but especially as far as depth goes, I think he's a solid piece and he's a guy who can, uh, you know, who shoots a lot of threes. And I think Texas needed some shooting off the bench or uh, just shooting period outside of a bait, uh, Max, Max of Amos. So. Yes, I, I don't love Tyrese Hunter shooting a lot of threes. Like you scroll down the starting lineup, like Dylan Mitchell can't really shoot. Sue, not a great shooter, like same with Shedrick. So, yeah, that definitely uh, helps their shooting a lot and should get some buckets off the bench. Wilden Levesque is going to Texas A&M, the UMass transfer. Texas A&M just, like, doesn't care how many scholarship guys they have in their roster. I think they're up to, like, 15 now, and they were at, like, 16 or something crazy like that last year. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's another, like, solid backup big, like, when you take him, Texas A&M should be pretty competitive this year, and he uh, he gives him a solid backup big option. I'm trying yeah, to think of your starting uh, big. Is it Marble or is he the four? Coleman. Yes, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they're building a defensive god squad over there. I think uh, Williams Levicue will be really good off the bench when it comes to to defense. He's going to bring that. Um, and, uh, yeah, if Coleman or Marble get in foul trouble, he'll get some good minutes, I would hope, so. Yeah, I mean, he's already proven to be a serviceable SEC starter, so. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, back to our high school recruits. I lost a tab, so I'm just trying, okay, here we go. Oh, wait, some new, new entries in the portal. Um, trying to get on my tab situated, but anyway. Javon Quinterly is still in the portal. He is on a visit to Memphis. I don't know if he's on a visit now or was, but I think it will be like an eighth month, eight month visit from everything that seems I've been hearing should commit to Memphis and should get that process wrapped up fairly quickly. Um, and any thoughts on that? I mean, nothing's really happened since we podcasted last week and talked about Quinterly. Yeah, no, I think he's a lock to go there. I uh, just, I think he's just getting a sense of the campus, a feel for everything, and uh, wants to get his feet on the ground. But uh, no, I, I, I assume he's going to announce any day now. So, Yeah, Jose Perez, another Western player, entered a portal. He was the uh, latest 
Mountaineer to hop into the portal. Um, the early buzz has been Michigan on Perez, but honestly, like, I'm not sure if I really love him as a player. Like, I don't. Either. He he was he was good in Man- at Manhattan, but and he was good at Gardner Webb too. But he's like a like a six five power forward who right. like, can't really shoot, can't really defend. Is like best asset is his passing, which like I mean. Nah, I mean, at that yeah, point, yeah. like it's that just, and yeah. mid-range shooting, you know, that's his game. Yeah, um, I mean, he he's fine. Like at this point, like kind of talked about, you just take anyone that's out there. But I I don't think he's like a guy that can make a super impact in a high major team. And we already saw that. Like at Marquette, he was not that good. Right. So no, I definitely, I, I do want to f- see him in Michigan. I I don't think that fit works at all. Yeah, I, I do feel bad for him though because he's he's gotten screwed time over and time over again with the coaching changes. So. Yeah. Um Alan Breed also entered the portal. Um there might be some legal issues behind him. I think he like held a gun to his girlfriend or something like that. He he's was in some trouble. So I I don't know, but I mean it, it, it depends if he's cleared or not. Like I I'm not I haven't been catching up to date on the uh legal details um but hypothetically if he is cleared from those charges and he's a pretty serviceable like three like and you take him but i'm not sure i want to take him if he still has those charges surrounding him right yeah no i think he's going to be in the portal for a little while still uh and you know as soon as teams get a better idea of the legal situation uh, I think maybe we'll see uh, his market kind of form after that. So, yes, some uh, high school commitments happened this week. Uh, Dayton got a 2023 guy in Petras Padegimas, who is a UCF decommit. Probably butchered that name, but yeah, I mean, he took visits to like BYU as well. So, I mean, at this point, if you get a guy, it's like maybe high major quality in the uh, recruiting trail. Uh, this late you definitely take him a- any thoughts on him uh no yeah uh Dayton likes to bring in talent from everywhere so um even with them um, I know Holmes is back isn't he mm-hmm. so uh you know they'll still have him they lose a lot of the guard spot but um you know they're reloading too they got so. they have a lot back don't they uh I know Kumar is gone he, um, he wasn't a guard though he played like one. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he was yeah. kind of all over the place. But, like, uh-huh. you're bringing back Malachi Smith, who's hopefully healthy this sure. year. Sure. You're bringing back Kobe Elvis, Kobe Elvis. Bray. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, they'll, they'll be good, though. But that's neither here nor there. But Christian Bliss committed to Virginia, four-star 2024 combo guard. Eric Freeney. A three-star uh, 2024 shooting guard is off to UCLA. And UNLV got a few guys. They got uh, Jacob Benarby, who's a three-star 2023 forward center, and James Evans, who is a three-star 2024 small forward. They also got him. So, yeah, uh, Kevin Kruger's been doing some work in the recruiting trail, both in the portal and in the high school ranks, obviously. They got Dan Thomas, who was a like, mm-hmm. huge high school prospect. But yeah, a- any thoughts on those last few guys? Yeah, no, I'm really a big fan of what UNLV's done this year. I think their portal season has gone really under the radar. Um, and they're really building a 
you know, a top three Mountain West squad, like to me, um, they have a lot of good pieces. Jalen Hill. I love, you know, honestly, both Boone twins are, are really good college basketball players. Um, especially, uh, wasn't Keelan the one at Pacific, right? Yes. Uh, no, I watched a lot of him and he really developed over there, especially what's, um, really good about guys that from the power five scene that don't really get, you know, the option to be the number one guy. Um, and he became that a Pacific and he really became a guy who could beat guys off the dribble and really learn to create for himself. So he's, he's become a completely different player. Um, and obviously Caleb's a great defender. You know what you're going to get out of Caleb great on the glass. Um, so, uh, they got a lot of talent over there and hopefully, uh, Hopefully they make the make the field. I think they can definitely be capable and being in that conversation with like Boise State is going to be very tough. So, yeah, I think this is a Kevin Kruger's year to prove he's actually a good coach. Right. And um, I mean, they, they have the talent, so we will see. And uh, speaking about coaching, Mineral Area Community College hired Greg Hire. That is that is crazy. I I think this was they should they should not have done that. I don't know. Like. I don't know who told them that this was a good idea. Like I was reading some articles and they said they like talked with like a bunch of former employers. Like he just got fired for like multiple scandals and like the worst like disaster of a program in recent memory. And I still getting a job. Now that is, that is <laughs> insane. It's not at the D one level, but still like, even if you're a community college, like, Come on. I mean, I feel like you have to at least wait like a few years. Like, right. I mean, I'm not saying like he should be done with coaching forever, but like you can't hire him right away. But it's a Juco level. Juco's do some interesting Great. things. Yes. I mean, oh. this is more interesting than most, but yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was, I don't like that. But yeah, Peach Jam. Yeah, Peach Jam, the uh, Nike EYBL stuff has been going on. Have you been watching the games much? Nah, yeah. It's... Although Peach Jam is definitely like probably the best AAU EYBL event. Um, I probably should, but no, nah, I've been busy recently. I haven't had the time to kind of watch. I saw Dylan Harper played well, but um, yes, yeah. Um, Cooper Flag played really well. Oh yeah, he he is he is the best player in high school basketball right now mm-hmm. no he's really good um one thing about him is he's a little slow to me like just watching his highlights like off the dribble his footwork is elite though i mean his footwork is beautiful to watch reverse pivots everything like that uh definitely a bit i don't know his motor is going to be tested i think you know when he moves up levels um, to see him running up and down off the dribble, I think he's a little. I'll have to watch more of him, but just something I noticed watching his highlights. But no, he's definitely him and Boozer are definitely one and two. Yes, and there is another guy in twenty twenty six, AJ Debansu, who's also like really good. Mm-hmm. He's been playing like the uh, EYBL U seventeen, so like the highest level, and he's been. I think he's like leading them in scoring. I don't know if that's changed since the last time I checked, but he is like an elite prospect as well. Like it's funny because like, there's like no one as good as like 
those those guys in 2024 and like the, the best right. high school players right now are in 2025 and 26 <laughs> no one's even talking about 2024 nah. but you know <laughs> as you mentioned dylan harper is a still a very good 2024 player uh trey johnson i watched him the other day uh 2024 guy from uh the state of texas hasn't committed anywhere yet he didn't he didn't look amazing, but he also was on the U19 team. So he had been training and playing in Hungary like a week ago. So mm-hmm. you got to factor that in the equation. He's probably a little bit more worn down than most of these guys who were not just in Hungary. Um, trying to think if there's any other players I watch. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the Boozers. I think Cameron is a good one. I mean, they're both good, but like one of them's like the number two guy and one of them's like a borderline five star. Right. Cooper Flag's brother is actually kind of good too. Oh, he's got a brother too. He's a brother who's like not like his level, but s- still a pretty good. I'm trying to think, if there's any other players I watch. I mean, not nothing really. Like I'm not as big of a high school guy. I'm not either. So don't really have a ton to mention there. But yeah, um, I'll definitely be watching a lot more games in the next few days. Uh, gonna. See what comes out of uh, some more action, yeah. Because yeah, there's there's some guy, other guys that I saw that I liked, but cannot think of all of them at the moment. But the U19 World Cup wrapped up, and it was not a good result from the USA. They got fourth place, which is kind of pathetic given all the resources and players that the country has. Um, and maybe those players that should have been sent war- to the World Cup were not the ones that were on the team, but and uh, it it wasn't. That's not. Didn't it's not what you want. To Spain. Um, it was either Spain, France. Or France. Yeah, um, no, I think it was France. Okay, yeah. and then and they lost to Turkey in the uh, third place game. So Turkey. Did they have that one guy who's the one of the uh, rumored UCLA guys that's really good? But like, still. Okay. Like, yeah, about to say that's one guy. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have good players. Like, it's right. Not an offense to Turkey. Like, they they have some guys, but the supporting like, cast guys that are probably uh, yeah you know, under the radar prospects. Yeah, they're probably like playing pro in Europe or something. Right. But still, like USA should not be losing to these teams. No. Yeah, but yeah, Spain won the whole thing. They had some good players, including Baba Miller, who uh, we will see playing at Florida State this year. So let's see. Any 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 other notes in U nineteen? I know you were not watching it nearly yeah, as much as I was. Yeah. yeah. So now let's get into our main segment of the podcast, which is our breakout players for the 2023-24 season. We have compiled separate lists of breakout players for um yeah, for who who's gonna break out, who's gonna have Really improved seasons, and how many? How many? How many guys did you have? I have like five. Oh, I have like twenty-five. <laughs> no, so. I, I knew. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't really. I was, okay. you know, I wasn't really coming up with the names weren't clicking today. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll probably think of more while we're doing it. Definitely. Okay. Well, 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 you can you can start us off because I'm sure the five you have are probably part of my group as well. Yeah, of course. So I'm gonna start. With the Mountain West, Javon Jackson. Um, watching a lot of him 
you know, I watched some of his film uh, from the, uh, I think he's a D2 or a Juco guy. D2. Um, you know, I, I love his game. I think if he, you know, and he's going to have a pretty big role on this team, whether it's first couple guys off the bench or maybe they'll even start him. Um, it depends what uh, Sprinkle wants to do. Um, but he is extremely talented. He's under control. I love guys that are under control. Uh, you know, they're, they're very fluid out there. Um, and he's a really talented shot creator as well. Um, and I even had Noah Tomasin follows me and he even gave him a great co-sign. He played AAU with him. So, uh, you know, he was saying how good he was. Um, so I'm really excited to see this guy for sure. Yeah, he, he is really good. I think, yeah, if Ian Martinez does not get the waiver, which that's right, yeah. he's probably not going to, then Jackson might find himself in the starting lineup where he can, yeah, I think Him he's and the really DJ good. is going to be nice. Yes. Um, that's going to be really fun. Yes. All right. Well, I guess I will start into my list, and I kind of did this in order by conference. So I think I have like three or four uh, guys from the ACC so the first guy that I have is Ian Shefflin from Clemson. Oh, yeah. Um he he was playing really good down the stretch and with Hunter Tyson gone, I think there's some opportunity to be had there. Um yeah, and I just uh, trust his growth as well. Yeah, I mean, it might be a little bit harder to get points with Gerard coming in. I mean, obviously different positions, but yeah, I mean th- this was one I didn't feel super strongly about compared to some of the others on the list. But I think he could be in for a much improved season, and Clemson, Clemson could be kind of good. I'm not sure how Definitely much I trust be. Brownell to be like go to the next level, but I I do like uh, Shufflin as a potential breakout player. Um, let's see. Uh, looks like Kyle may have froze there, so I will just go into my next player, which is Tyrese Proctor from Duke. He uh. Had, he he's a pretty easy pick for a breakout player. He had a dominant uh season, a dominant close this season for sure. And like people are projecting him to be an all American. So now this breakout player just kind of goes without saying he's a really good point guard. Really, really should see his role expand and kind of take over as the lead guard in the system uh from instead of Jeremy Roach. Uh you're back. You're back. You yeah, unfroze. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, the the viewers heard, but I listed Tyrese Proctor as my next breakout okay. player, which is which, as I said, it was a pretty obvious pick to break out. Do sure. you want to uh, write down another one of your guys? So yeah, I got Tamara Bates. Um, I think he's in for you know, especially if Mosley not coming back, Kobe Brown not coming back. Um, if he's ever gonna break out, it's gonna be this year. Um, you know, especially in. Uh, Dennis Gates system, which I think will be the very best for him. Um, you know, especially the, uh, I think with Indiana's offense with Trey Shacks and Davis last year, the pace was pretty slow. Um, you know, they obviously play through the post. Um, and I don't think Tamar Bates is that kind of player. I think he needs the ball in his hands. They need to run a lot of pick and roll. Um, you know, he needs to be in a lot of isolation situations and he will have that opportunity here. Um, Mizzou loves the run and gun. And uh, I think that's going to really benefit his play style. So, yes, Tamar Bates was on my list. I listed 25 returners and then I had listed an additional 13 transfers. And Bates was one of those. I, I agree with your um, evaluation. He uh, he was a breakout player candidate last year. 
didn't really happen. But yeah, I think I mean he he's a good shooter. Like if there's opportunities, if he if he's ever gonna break out, it's gonna be now. And right. I think with the role that he has at Missouri, we could definitely see that happening. Um, I will go into my next one, which is a two part one to finish out the ACC. It is Ryan Dunn slash Isaac McNeely. For Virginia, I th- I liked him both. Um, Dunn's obviously a little bit more of like a true breakout player because he was more of a in a reserve role last year, and pe- people really like him. Really good athletic forward, could really see the next leap in his game with uh, a lot of Virginia's front court being cleared out. He should have the starting four spot, and then McNeil. I just, I just think McNeil is just gonna really level level up in scoring and kind of become one team's like primary option instead of just like a spark plug off the bench he might transition into the main guy for sure no i love isaac mcneely um now yeah i'll go with uh gavin griffiths um i think he's you know well you can't have freshmen as your breakout players because they haven't they haven't played a game there's nothing for him to break out from true. It's true. I guess I guess I can stay off a freshman, but I think he's going to contribute right away. Yeah. But um, I'll go with uh, Austin Nunez. We'll jump right to Austin. Nunez. He was another transfer on my list. Um, no, I think you know, in limited time in Arizona State, from what I saw in the couple games, like he's definitely got one of the quickest first steps in all of college basketball. I mean, that dude can just he can fly off the dribble. He's really good at changing speeds. And his jumper is actually pretty good. Like, yeah. usually you see guys who have quick first steps. You know, they aren't the best shooters. Like, he is a good shooter. He's good from mid-range. I don't know how he'll be from three, but, like, um, he should definitely be one of Ole Miss's first guys off the bench. He should have a pretty big role. Um, and he'll have a lot of shot-creating opportunities for sure. So, really excited to see him there under Chris Beard. Yeah, if Brandon Murray doesn't get eligible, though, he might start. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am a big Nunez guy. I wrote an article the other day about like ten underrated uh power six transfers that you need to know about, and he was one of them because mm. I I really like him. Um, sure. I will move to my Big East guys. The first guy is uh pretty obvious, Donovan Klingon. He's obviously like the biggest breakout candidate. Maybe like yeah, he's probably the biggest because he. Sonogo is no longer there. This is Klingon's team now, to be honest. Um, yeah, he he's like projected All-American despite averaging less than seven points per game last season. So, I mean, there, there's no reason why he shouldn't break out, honestly. Like, it's it's just kind of going to happen either way. But I'll move to my more of my, like, actual guys that did, like, nothing last year but are going to, like, play a bigger role, I guess. Um, but, but Ben Gold, Ben Gold, I really like Ben Gold as a he's a power forward for Marquette. Really showed some flash of shooting the ball, and if he can play with Oso, I think uh, he he could evolve into that starting power forward spot uh, by the end of the season. Really skilled, probably needs to put on a little bit of weight, um, but yeah, can really move for his size. I really like him, and you, if we were talking about Marquette, you could also throw in Chase Ross. Who I really like, um, yeah, I re- I really like their whole sophomore class in general. But Ben Ben Gold is a guy I'm really higher on than most. And while we're at it, I will fi- I will finish out my Big East. I guess I just have two more guys, and they are Mark Armstrong, who, uh, I mean, you know, my list as, 
Yes. As a Villanova fan, you're obviously pretty familiar with him. He definitely showed some flashes at the U19. Um, still, I think he needs like a little bit. Like, I, th- I think he's almost there. He just needs to find that next level, which if Villanova is going to be like really good this year, they're going to need him. Like he's really the X factor because he's, He's a he's a true point guard on the roster. I don't think Justin yeah. Moore is really a true point guard, although Justin Moore will probably start at the point guard. But yeah, I think I really love Mark Armstrong um down the road. I'm not sure I'm sold in him like like right now, but he's someone that I really am buying into the prospect, the potential in him. And my last big East guy is Jaden Pierre for Providence, should be their starting point guard. So we'll really get an opportunity to uh, play there. Was was solid when he played last year, but I think he will really um, get his impact up this year. I know Kim English loves him. Like Kim English really, really tried to get him back in the portal from the portal when he beat him in that one on one game. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think he's going to be good. A- any thoughts on those three or four guys? Yeah, no, they're definitely all valid picks. Uh, the guys that should have bigger roles uh, on their respective teams. Um, I'll I'll give one. I, I think uh, I think Bryce Williams of Nebraska is definitely being uh, flown under the radar. I know he was on your list too. Um, he's he had good splits at Charlotte. Um, you know, he can shoot the ball. He's got good size, six eight, I believe. Um, and you know, he can give uh, you know, great obviously Charlotte was a great defensive team last year, so he's gonna probably translate defensively really well. Um, I just think he's a really good fit for a Fred Wuberg team who also prioritizes defense and then he'll give them some shooting and size from the outside. So I think he's gonna fit in great there. Yeah, he was he was really playing good down the stretch. Um, he had he's had some big scoring outputs last year. So yeah, I, I think he's a guy that could uh really make a big impact for sure. Um, didn't make my list because I don't know. I, I for my transfers, I cho- I chose mostly a, a high major two high major transfers that would really like elevate to the next level. But I think Bryce Williams is a guy that even with a step up in level, we can still see an increase in his playing time, production, and all that stuff. Hmm. So I will move into my Big Ten guys. Uh, the first guy that I have is Ty Rogers for Illinois. There have been discussions that he might start a point guard somehow, which I I don't know if that's going to happen, but that will be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, he was a guy that got some... Uh, high praise coming into last year didn't have the same impact that people wanted but he's a pretty uh versatile like wing maybe point guard apparently but yeah i think he's a guy that can really uh take his games to the next level especially if he ends up in the starting lineup he's a strong kid i remember we played him last year and he he did really good and he was probably <laughs> illinois damn near best player in one of the meetings because they did not play Penn State well at all. Um, so, no, he was really strong around the rim. He can really finish. Um, I definitely love him as a breakout guy. He's going to get, hopefully, some more opportunities this year. Um, I really hope so. Yes. Um, staying in the Big Ten, I have Josh Dix from Iowa. And this could be Zante Bowen as well. I just kind of picked whoever I think Iowa will start at a two, which I think Dix will start at a two. But, yeah, I really like him. He can really shoot the ball, can really score the ball. 
I he's from the this area, so I uh, watched him play in high school a few times. A guy that I really like, and I think he's still kind of growing in his game and can take the next step under a, a somewhat depleted Iowa team where there are minutes scoring to be had from last year. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Kanye Clary. Um. You know, I think he's a guy that even with Ace Baldwin, like he's gonna have a big role next to Ace. Um. You really could see again, Kanye. I love guards that have quick first steps, and Kanye is definitely up there when it comes to quick first steps. Um. Obviously, shooting needs a bit of work with him. His his release is a little slow. Um, I, I think he'll improve as, as a shooter though. His release from three is a little weird. He's a lefty. Um, but he's pretty good from the mid range and he's got a really good floater game. Um, he's, he's a guy I like, he's definitely going to be one of the team's top scoring, scoring options. Yes. Uh, with the Penn state roster, almost nearly turning over, he is one of the constants. So yeah, he definitely, uh, no, no, not really knows the system because he's a new coach and stuff. But he he knows the school, knows the uh, no no knows that stuff. So it it won't be some new environment for him. I think also playing under Rhodes, you know, with his fast pace offense style compared to the Shrews, where it's definitely a really pretty slow. Um, and Kanye was really the only guy who could really speed up the tempo, really of any of our guards. Um. So him being next to like a fast paced guy in ace, I think it's really going to actually help his development. Yes. Um, some more big 10 guys I have. One is Terrace Reed Jr. for Michigan. Um, should be their starting five. And with the loss of Hunter Dickinson, there will be plenty of minutes to be had there. Um, he was decent in his freshman year, but under limited minutes. But I think he should be able to grow into a bigger role. I think he is capable of playing the starter. And yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely think he's a guy that can break out. Also considered having Doug McDaniel, but I think he would, he was a little too good as a freshman for me to yeah. consider him a true breakout player. But I think he'll be really good too. Of course. Yeah. Um, Another big 10 guy that I have is Derek Simpson. I think he, he will like kind of go to the next level this year. No Cam Spencer, no Paul Mulcahy. So there will be a lot of uh, minutes to be had there. And, yeah, I think he's a guy that just would take the next step anyway because he had an impressive freshman season. will probably really build on that. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking of leaving Simpson off so that it's too good to be on here. But then again, like you said, he's got to jump that next level, and he's going to. So uh, obviously that's a pretty valid reason for that. Um. And then obviously, I think we're going to talk about Jamarcus Lawrence. Um, so um, he, he's a guy I kind of wanted to throw in, but didn't. But okay. I, I, I definitely. If we're throwing Simpson on here, he might as well throw Lawrence. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. You know? I, I just didn't throw him on there because I don't know if he's going to start. I don't know if it's going to be him or Aaron Euless. Oh. I kind of like Lawrence. I like yeah. Lawrence, but Euless is I more like an start. older player. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think Nebraska definitely needs like that number one option. Uh, obviously, Kaisei's, you know, um, but I think, you know, obviously Kaisei could benefit from having another scorer next to him uh, with some more size and stuff. So, um, no, nah, I would definitely – I hope Jamarcus starts. Um, I think Euless yes. could be uh, somebody who could be pretty good in the backup uh, ball handler role. So, Yeah, uh, my last Big Ten guy that I have is Roddy Gale Jr. from Ohio State. He's another guy just like kind of going to get minutes. So 
He showed some flashes in his freshman year and should be able to uh, get into a bigger role with some a lot of guys leaving there. Any, any thoughts on him? Yeah, uh, you know, he's definitely a breakout guy. A lot of people have. Um, he was very impressive in the Big Ten tourney. Um, what I'm kind of worried about is I've, I've seen like, guys play well in the conference tourney, and then, you know, the next year they'll just – progress back to their old selves like i i hope that doesn't happen because he'll obviously be in a bigger role um but no i wouldn't be i want to be extremely surprised if you know he kind of you know he needs to be more assertive for sure um you know he'll have a bigger role next year um i just you know everyone was chalking up chucky to be a breakout guy last year there's certainly guys you know people like just chalked up to be breakout guys and I think Roddy Gale is becoming one of those. Um, so, you know, obviously he needs to, uh, you know, he's getting a lot of hype around his name and he's got to answer the bell and we'll really see, I guess. Yeah, different series. Like, Chucky already got Mintz's freshman year. Like, he was a starter. People just thought he would take some, like, Johnny Davis jump, which obviously was never realistic. But Gale's going to get minutes. Like, he's going to greatly expand his minutes. So, I, I think he's a pretty I, – I think he's going to break out, but – uh, yeah, no. I think another guy, if you want to go with Ohio State, is Felix Okpara. Um, yes, yes, definitely yes. A guy. I don't know why I didn't put him down. I probably should have. Um, I love him. I think, mm-hmm. you know, he brings a lot of what Ohio State needed, like, all year with rim protection and defense. Um, and he was he was a pretty good finisher around the rim for a guy who's not really known for his offense. He did a good job there. Um, can, so, can run the floor for his size. Yeah, he's got great motor, can rim run. Um, yeah, he's a really traditional center. I love traditional centers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zed Key was not a traditional center at all. Like he's a score first, like power forward, you know, who can't protect the rim. And you know, he was struggling to score because apparently he was hurt. I think he had a shoulder injury or something. So obviously that affected him too. And we'll see if he gets right this season. But um, no, I think Opara starting is going to be huge. Yes, yeah, the rumors are that Akpara will start this year into the Zed Key. We will see if it actually happens, but either way, Akpara will be pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving to the Big 12, let's see how many guys do I have here. I have one, two, three, four, four Big 12 guys, and the first one is Baylor, the Langston Love. Um, This is another situation where Baylor graduates, or they, they don't have Keontae George, Adam Flather or LJ Cryer anymore. So he will get a lot of those minutes and he should get a lot of those points. Showed some flashes last year as well. Uh, him next to Ray J. Dennis and Jacoby Walter, the freshman. That should be a pretty good backcourt. Not as good as it was last year, but Love definitely needs to take the next step. For sure. For sure. He's somebody I see too. Um, for Houston, I have Terrence Arsenault, who is another guy I think could like really take the next step. Um, didn't quite live to my expectations this year, but like it, Houston was a pretty old team with like Sasser, Shed obviously was still there. Um, but but yeah, I think I think this is like a lot. A lot of these guys are sophomores on my breakout list, and I think like the sophomore jump is a real thing. Like sophomores typically are the ones that break out, so. I think he could, especially if he's in the starting lineup, as I predict he will be. Yeah, uh, my breakout guy is Emmanuel Sharp. Um, he's somebody I really like because um, he, he brings like 
a different dimension to Houston's offense. He's a real shooter. Um, and Houston's not really known for having like three point prowess. Um, and, and he's someone who's really good. Like he did that right away last year as a freshman and he's a good defender too. So he's a real three and D guy. And there's always going to be minutes for three and D guys. Yes. Um, another big 12 breakout guy that's pretty basic is Dylan Mitchell. Um, I mean, he still needs to develop the skills, which has been pretty obvious, but he's super athletic. If he gets some skills, he will be really good. I mean, he was one of the top recruits in the class. Didn't really live up to that, but has, has as I said, once again, he has all the athletic abilities necessary. He just needs to expand more into like a scorer, more of a option and offense. But yeah, if that happens, he could be really good. For sure. Um, I also have Lamar Washington as my last Big 12 guy. Um, I think along with, we talked about Texas Tech, but uh, along with uh, McMillan, I think he could really provide some scoring pop off the bench. Really uh, had had a decent freshman year. I mean, didn't score a ton, but like sh- showed what he is capable of doing like next year. Yeah, so, I got one. Um, I'm going to go Keyshawn Gilbert. Um, I liked... A lot of what I saw from Keyshawn in the first half of last year. On yes, he, he shot the ball well in the first half, did not really shoot the ball. Yeah, in the second half. so I mean, he was a huge, he was their best player when they were 10 and 0. Like, he was their leading scorer. He was really good on defense. Um, he was really breaking out. But then after, you know, they started to, to lose a little bit, is when he went down and then Parquet got hurt and then he started to shoot the ball worse. And that's when it really went downhill for UNLV. Like when he started to play bad is when their season turned around. Um, and, you know, if we get the good version of Keyshawn Gilbert on this this Iowa State team, um, he can be a legit scoring option even in the Big 12 because he's, he's a really yes. physical player. Um, and, you know, he plays good defense too. So, Yeah, if, if he can regain his perimeter shooting, uh, he could play with Taman Lipsy. Which right. I would be a because they're both kind of point guards, but Gilbert, I mean, like I said, like you don't want two point guards who like can't really score together. And mm-hmm. Lipsy is not really as he's more of like a pass first guy than a score shooter. So mm-hmm. yes, no, if if uh, Gilbert G- Gilbert needs to uh, find his perimeter shooting again. So now moving on to the Pac-12, where I have three guys. Do you have any Pac-12 guys? Um. You know, once you throw out a couple, I that's what I've been doing. Like when you've thrown out a couple <laughs> from teams, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do him. So yeah, well, let me hear yours. And then... I have uh, Vinci Wachuku from USC. Uh, he dealt with some medical issues last year, had some like heart problems, so didn't really get a, like a that good of a start into last year. Didn't really start playing until later in the year, but was but was pretty decent when he did play. Um, former five star, big guy, uh, center, so. I, I think he's someone that could could maybe start this year, and uh, USC will be very good. So we could see him making a uh, pretty big impa- impact as long as he has like a full uninterrupted season of conditioning this summer. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Julian Hammond from Colorado. Um, I think you know, obviously he's still next to Cody Simpson and still you know the number two guy. I think he was really under the radar last year. Um, but I think. You know, he's going to start still. Um, 
and I think he's still going to get a lot of production. And, you know, if he can just build on his efficiency, get a couple more touches, um, I think he'll start to get the respect he deserves because he was he was really consistent for them last year, even when uh, KJ was a little bit inconsistent. Like you knew what you were getting from Hammond. Um, so I'm excited for him. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of hype around Colorado. Um, it really all depends on what Cody Williams is going to bring you. But um, at the same time, like they're still going to be a really good team. Yeah. Cody Williams, not someone that really impressed me at DU19. De- yeah. Definitely more of like a project as people he have is. been saying That's... this whole time. But mm-hmm. yes, yes. I, I think Hammond's another guy that also could like, be a big X factor because I mean you kind of know what you're getting from De Silva, kind of know where you're getting from Lampkin, you kind of know where you're getting from Simpson, but he's right. a guy that could really elevate the team to the next level, along with Williams, of course, depending on how he turns out for debuffs. But yes, I have Kylan Boswell, who's another like who's another pretty uh basic breakout player. Everyone's gonna have him on their yeah. list, and for good reason. For good reason. He he'll be the starting point guard on a very good Arizona team, um, and like is a projected potential lottery pick next year. It's still early, so we don't know how it's going to shape out. But I I think he's going to be like really good. I mean they they like forced Kirk Reese out because they wanted to go with Boswell for the future. So uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you got any more? Um, before I say my last one, um. No, nah, yeah, probably gonna stay off the cow guys, even though yeah, I mean, really I mean there's no one that's like a true breakout player, right? There. Exactly. Um, but but there is a true breakout player at UCLA because there is Dylan Andrews who will oh, yeah. be their starting point guard, even if they get an international guy, he's still gonna be their starting point guard because those guys aren't point guards. So yeah, I mean, this is another situation where there's a lot of minutes to be had, and I think this could be a fairly significant sophomore jump. I mean. There's no Tiger Campbell there, so he is the guy. He showed some flashes. Um, I, I guess we'll just see if he can uh, take the next step and be like a plus high major starter, but he's definitely someone that will get a minute and potential to break out regardless. For sure. Nah, he's somebody uh, that will definitely break out too. All right, moving on to my SEC. I have five SEC guys and one guy from the WCC. But uh, my first SEC guy is Rylan Griffin from Alabama. Um, he, he was honestly pretty good as a freshman. Like he was, he was a lot better than some of these other guys that I mentioned and should be in line for an even bigger season. Obviously you're not going to have like Brandon Miller there to battle for minutes. Uh, you know, they're a little different positions. They kind of overlapped at points. Uh, as I have Griffin starting at the three. So, yeah, I, I think he's someone that could uh, make a big impact, could uh, really see a big scoring bump. And, yeah, Alabama's team I'm not incredibly in on, but if he plays, like, really good, they're a team that could I could start coming around to. For sure. No, he's definitely their X factor for me, too. Um, Arkansas, I had Trevon Brazil. This is a little bit on the edge of whether you really want to get to know him a breakout player, but I th- I think he's just going to take like the next step. Like I think he is going to be like an all American. Like sure. maybe maybe, maybe it's a little rich. Maybe that's a little rich, but like he you know, is. The one thing that'll hold him back is that you know are these Arkansas guards going to get him touches? You know that's been yeah. The thing with that that is true. 
but but he's a front court guy. Like he is the guy yeah. in the front court. Like there's no one else that's close to as good as him. That's so true. if he's not getting touches, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he they just need to get him his touches because yeah, I I think he's gonna be like an All American first round pick. Yep. Yes. Uh, I and I think he would have been first round pick this year if he never got hurt. Probably. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're hoping for a full healthy season and what we predict will be a very good one from Brazil. Um, Riley Kugel is another one that's going to be on everyone's breakout list. Was honestly pretty good as a freshman, but I think he's another guy that's going to elevate to that next step and will be one of the reasons why Florida will be so good this year. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's a really uh, versatile, like three, four, two kind of plays all over there in the middle. Can yeah, he's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on mine too. He's on my player of the year list. I mean, <laughs> I I wouldn't count him out for that. Um, do you do you have any uh other SEC guys? Um, you know what? Mm, you know, I probably can't really say him. I was gonna say Andrew Taylor, but he averaged like twenty a game, so <laughs> he he's not really a breakout player. He's just. He's more of a guy to fit. I don't know what you call him, but I think yeah, he will I don't even know surprise some people. <laughs> right. It's just SEC fans don't know a lot about him. Yeah, um, right. uh, no, that's probably it, honestly. I don't think the SEC is a ton of, like, quote-unquote breakout guys. Yeah. Well, I still have two more, so All they right. might. I'll give you that. I, I have uh, Tobey Awaka. Oh yeah, Ooh, he he was he was probably the best player at U nineteen from uh, the USA team. He is a really uh big big presence inside. I guess we'll just see how Tennessee works him in with the minutes, but I think he is ready to contribute and really expand on what he did last year. Um, and then my last one is Colin Smith for Vanderbilt. I oh, think he's another guy that could really uh, expand. He should get more minutes. I think he's. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy that's also ready to take the jump. And another another guy that could really be the X factor of how good Vanderbilt really is if they're just like a solid NIT team or a team possibly competing for a tournament bid. Yeah, him and uh, you know, obviously probably throw Van Allen Lubin in there too. Yes, I I have him on my uh, transfers list to break okay. up. Yep. All right. So, um, any other as he's any any do you have any other names like just in the whole? Mm-hmm scheme of things well obviously we had a we are a guest you know supposed to be on here yes. um you know a cool cot um you know he's definitely a breakout guy yes and how you can you really call him a breakout though i mean he averaged like 24 last year so I mean, it's on it's a it's at the d2 level though it was a good d2 level though like i mean of course but at the same time like breaking out onto the d1 scene yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I have one more guy, and it is um Joshua Jefferson. Oh, how about a Dama Ball of um Santa Clara? I could see that. Yeah. I I tried to avoid like down transfers though because I mean you automatically are kind of like true. okay yeah I I had Joshua Jefferson though because he should start for St Mary's this year, and St Mary's randomly takes like random guys and turns them into like. 10 point per game scores so that's the only reason why i have him i honestly like did not really i mean like i kind of remember him playing but i don't remember a lot about him i just know that he is probably going to start this year and that that's just what saint mary's does like 
they they can really develop players like Randy Bennett consistently takes guys from like doing nothing to like having big impact starters. And speaking about St. Mary's, I honestly thought about throwing Aiden Mahaney in there because like I think he's another guy that will be like all American level this year, even though he was awesome as a freshman. And right. no. another guy like you could almost throw Augustus Marshallonis in there. Like same same it's just it's just a St. Mary's thing. It's subjective, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> All right, so those are my all my returning players. Do you have do you, can you think of any more before I head on to my breakout transfers? Uh probably not. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I covered all mine. Yes, but yeah, so I have thirteen breakout transfers. You already mentioned guys in Tamar Bates, Austin Nunez, and then Alan Lubin. So I have uh ten more to go. If you think of any along the way, feel free to mention him. But uh, I have Amari Abram who was, was oh, honestly yeah. another guy that was good as a freshman, but I think he's another guy that can also take the next step as a sophomore at Georgia Tech, transferring from all Miss. Combo guard, I think he has NBA potential, um, can really score the ball, has some uh, nice array of scoring moves, and I think could really could really uh, step into the line like might be Georgia Tech's best That's player. Really I think cool. he has the potential. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I loved him a lot. Um, I have another player in MJ Rice. I think he's uh I mean, obviously didn't do much at Kansas, but I he definitely has he definitely has a power conference body. He is huge. He just needs to I think the skills is what needs to be developed. He was still relatively raw at Kansas, but he, he should be in the starting lineup for NC State. So um mm-hmm. yeah, another time if like you're gonna break out, might as well do it now. All right. Uh, exactly. Um, I have in other players, I have Hunter Salas, who went from Gonzaga to Wake Forest. I think he's a player that could really break out because he never really got his chance at Gonzaga. I mean, a former five-star, highly-ranked recruit will get his chance now, you would hope, at Wake Forest. So another time, like, this is kind of not really, not necessarily his last chance, but, like, maybe his last chance to play himself into an NBA player, so another player that could really use a breakout season. Um, have you thought of any other ones? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with J.J. Starling. Um, I'm going to think next to Judah Mintz, somebody who can really uh, facilitate and get him a lot of good looks. Um, I think his shot quality is going to be a lot better than it was at Notre Dame, where he's, you know, kind of forced to take a lot of tough shots and in a really weird offense. Um, I think, you know, next to Judah, you have a real point guard. Um, the roles are going to be a little more set. The spacing should be a little bit better. Um, so I, I think JJ's going to have a good season for sure. Yes, I I could see that. I mean, I I mean he was kind of good in Notre Dame. Notre Dame kind of sucked, but definitely um, uh underwhelmed to the hype. Um, that yeah, he yeah, yes, yes, yes. People were saying he would like be right. as good as Blake Wesley. He was not as good as Blake no. Wesley, or really even close. But yeah, Syracuse coming back home, I could definitely right. see him really expanding his role and really uh could be one of the best backcourts in the ACC, maybe even the country, and him and Judah Mintz. Um, Pierre Brooks was a name I have on my list. I think he's going to be like Butler's best player legitimately. Part of that is because Butler just is not going to be that good. But part of that is because I kind of like Brooks. Like guys that play for Tom Izzo, I generally like. And like when they transfer to new places, I think he can really like be more of like a leader, like – can Boston really, 
Foster Lawyer was not good at Michigan State, and he was really good at Davidson. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pierre Brooks, um, yeah, but Butler's doesn't have as many options. Like, I think I think he's gonna be their best player, so that's why I have him on here. Uh-huh. Um, Elijah Fisher going from Texas Tech to DePaul, I um think he can really break out. As I mentioned last week, I didn't like him in the one game I saw at U nineteen. But he had some other like really impressive stat lines when I was not watching. Really athletic, and he was a twenty twenty three recruit, or yeah, originally. So he's like kind of like should be an incoming freshman. So uh, for DePaul to get a guy like that is really impressive for sure. Um, uh, AJ Store, AJ Store is a guy I really like. It just uh, kind of we can kind of see how like it kind of works out with Wisconsin. Uh, kind of a weird system for him to transfer into, but he is really good. So, um, I think yeah, he no, could he cool. could really carry some scoring. I actually like Wisconsin for next year. Are, yeah, are no, you in Wisconsin? Solid. They're solid. Um, I think they'll be a little bit better than last year. I mean, I I didn't realize how much how much guys they were they bringing back like everyone. Oh yeah, no, except exactly. for like Jacoby Neath, who it was not good, and who else did they lose? It was it was someone like not that good. But uh, Jordan Davis. So yeah, no, it's just guards' ability to really coach an offense is what I'm kind of worried about. Uh, yeah. So, but no, I definitely think they'll be solid for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, part of it is because of store. I mean, store is the guy that Rick Pitino won back at St. John's. Mm. Eventually, still transferred. So yes, he's a guy that could. I mean, he was good. So like, he's a guy that can really the like can be weird. Yeah, that's why I'm a bit hesitant. Yeah, I don't love the fit, but he he can score. He can uh, really. I think they should play Chucky off of store. I think Chucky's best in the catch and shoot. When he has to really like create for himself, is when it's a little iffy. That's where he his limitations were last year. The at the end of games, he's trying to do too much. Um, I think stores more of a athlete uh definitely more of a creator um you know chucky was a really good shooter last year like he shot like what like 40 something percent from three so you might as well play to his strengths and uh get the most out of him honestly yeah um another guy i have on my list is arterio morris he's got i really like to do like a lot at texas if he came back which he did not but um Kansas, he'll probably come off the bench, but I think he's a guy that's like really good. I like thought he, he was the hundred fortieth ranked transfer. That 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 was a bad account that posted that he this was. This is the, uh, rule one hundred and one of why you don't look at you know box scores and his stat lines from the years past when uh, you know grading a transfer. Um, yeah, you know, because obviously. yes, I mean you look at him like. He he was a freshman on like a one of the oldest teams in the country. He like he was good when he played, and like he just didn't really play that much because he had a lot of old guys. Like was he going to play over Marcus Carr, like Serge Barry Rice? Like no, he was not going to. But he is he was really good when he played. Like and he probably should have played more. Honestly, like Brock Cunningham should not have got more minutes than Arturo Morris. Very limited. Um, yes. No, that's why we don't look at, uh, you know, oh, he averages five points a game. He sucks, right? You know, that's what some people do in grading transfers. Yeah, like I, I think he would have been an all Big 12 player had he said Texas. Not sure I'm buying that, but he's still likely to be coming off the bench. Right. But he'll still be like really good. 
Of course. Now he's going to be a really high impact guy for Kansas. Especially especially next year, assuming he stays. Like, mm-hmm. with Timberlake gone, like, he could be, like, the next level. For sure. But another guy I have on my list as a breakout transfer is Ernest Uday. I, I have a few guys leaving Kansas. Um, I think uh, he just didn't get an opportunity really last year. And, uh, I mean, TCU should be the starting center there, so... Should mm-hmm. get an opportunity. The other Kansas guy I have is Joseph Yusefu, uh, transferred to Washington State. Can really score the ball. Could really score the ball at Drake. Probably shouldn't have even transferred to Kansas. That was that was a bad move. But yeah, um, Washington State's gonna need some scoring, and he can score the ball. Mm-hmm. No, he'll be probably one of their number one guys. So yes, um, I have R.J. Melendez. Uh, from Illinois, transferring to Georgia. Really showed flashes, never really put it fully together, but he should, he could be like one of the, he, I mean, he will be one of the main guys at Georgia, so I think he could really, another guy that could really take that next step. Yeah, it's just, you know, he's got to knock down more jumpers. Like, that's his thing, you know, he's just a little inefficient right now. Yeah, really good athlete, though. Oh, of course. Um, I have, uh, yeah, that was my, all my transfers because my last three on the list were base Nunez and Lubin. So that is everyone I had. Is there any, any, any other, uh, guys that you thought of? Oh, that's really about it. No, I think we went through them all, honestly. All right. Well, have you, have you been, uh, watching summer league much? A little bit, a little bit here and there. I think I watched it the other night when, uh, Hodge and Drew Smith were in the game. It was the Heat Lakers game. I watched. Yeah. Um, Watch some Jamari Bouye. Yeah, right now exactly. You can't miss the Jamari Bouye show. Yeah, he he is he's good. I miss watching him at San Francisco. Mm, um, he's he's definitely nice. Yeah, some some really so fun to watch. Like you, there's, there's like so many college players you forgot existed that play in the summer league. Mike Dom. Mike Dom was playing. <laughs> Yeah, like like Jordan Forbes on the Kings too. There's, there's so many guys I forgot exist. Like nostalgia, with. so much nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, it's right it's amazing. It's just have the summer league the full year. Like who cares about NBA? Right. We can just watch uh, these washed up college, college guys. They're just going right. back to Europe after summer league's over. <laughs> yeah, but let's see. A- anything else uh, we want to mention on the podcast? It was a little bit of a shorter episode, not as much. To talk about an off season, but any yeah. other uh, last um, thoughts? We're nearing uh, the conference preview season for sure. We are. Um, we are. Uh, it's going to be really fun to do. Uh, give us some feedback on which conferences we should start with. Um, yes. So let us know in the comments on YouTube for sure. Um, you know we have to uh, get the rosters fully together and stuff. So um, they're finalizing. So. Obviously, there is still some portal activity, so we're kind of waiting for that to simmer completely down. But um, yeah, no, excited to really start that. Yeah, probably around August is when we want to start that. Yeah, once, uh, I mean, because in August, like that's when like school starts for a lot of a lot of places. So, like that's when transfers like recruits like, getting their credits. Con- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of need to be committed to a school by when school starts. So yeah. Um. <laughs> That would help. Um, yeah. Any other notes before we uh, publish this podcast? Um, I want to say that's about it. Things good, ready to go. Nice, quick episode. Yeah. Well, if if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure 
as always, to give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever podcast you listen on, if that is an option. Um, yeah, give us a follow on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, not not Facebook. I don't know why I said Facebook, but I mean, I, th- I think we might have a Facebook account. I don't even know. Oh. I don't even know. Like, I've never used facebook but i think like i might have created an account <laughs> but yeah, more more importantly that. more importantly follow us on twitter instagram threads um mm-hmm. we, we we need to get into more to social media platforms need, need to start posting stuff on the tiktok account oh for sure it, it is there there's just like no posts <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe i'll go make some content like right now i don't know all right, all right. Got gotta 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 get some work done behind the scenes. A lot of stuff happens in the uh, time between mm-hmm. podcasts. Yep. But yeah, I'll also give Kyle a follow at Mid Major Basketball on Instagram. And yeah, we will see you next week with another podcast. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. We will come up with something though. Yeah, actually, we might have some interviews. We might, as Kyle alluded to earlier, we might have some player interviews, maybe coach interviews. I don't know. We we just need stuff to fill the dead space of the off season, and yeah. So you might be seeing uh, some player. If you, if there's a player that you want to see, you should let us know in the comments as well or DM us. We we probably won't be able to get like the big fish, but we 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 can get a lot of players. Like For we sure. have connections with a lot of guys. Don't don't expect us to get like Zach Eady on the podcast, but we can definitely get a lot of the better mid major players. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of the guys aren't like household names, but that are still really good. So mm-hmm. we will be working on that. So, yeah, until then, yeah, we will see you next week.